time to buy, sell, or hold on the sport market. The stock market of sport. Presented by Pastime Sports and Games. It's Cyber Monday. This Monday. Check it all out at pastimesports.ca for special savings. And, of course, it's been a big week with Black Friday on Friday at the four lower mainland stores of Pastime Sports and Games. And, again, for Monday, Cyber Monday, the online store will be the hottest at pastimesports.ca. John Festinger, former Executive Vice President of Business Operations, Canucks Sports and Entertainment from the UBC Law School, from Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, B.C., and from the firm Chandler Fogden Lyman. He joins us here for the panel, as does Aziz Rajwani of the UBC Sauter School of Business, Langara College School of Management, and Tino Farah in the producer's chair. John, I'll start with you. Been asking the question. Here's a revised version of it. Are, the, are you buying that the Vancouver Canucks are a divisional team and not just a scrape-in-by-the-seat-of-our-pants wildcard team at the end of this season? Yes, I am. Uh, I think they will be third as a divisional team, but they won't be a wild card team. And I think if you look at sort of the averages right now, that's actually where they stand. And I think that's where they'll remain. Uh, Aziz Rajwani, uh, are you buying that the Canucks get in by divisional pathway as opposed to one of the two wild cards in Western Conference? Yes, absolutely. I agree with uh, I agree with what John said that they would finish third there, and uh, hopefully, you know, play off with the Seattle Kraken would definitely inject some rivalry uh, in, into the into the series, and uh, that would be great. Uh, hopefully, by then, maybe the Canadian dollar might be around seventy five cents, a little more affordable. But regardless, yeah, no, I I definitely think so. The way they're playing right now, as I said, they they bought into this team mentality, team culture. We're going to get it all done together. We may be excelling individually, some of us, but it's still a team sport. As long as we do the job that's assigned to us, we'll be okay. Uh, Jemima asking, uh, if you had a chance to be out in a village in Whistler and watching at a bar or restaurant, or did you retreat to the hotel room? No, I watched it. I watched it at Longhorn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was one nothing initially. Then, uh, you know, t- the talk at the tie, the talk at I caught that, uh, uh, the offside call, and you know it was one one, but it was one nothing again, and thereafter, basically, we were in control in the second and third periods. What was the the crowd and the vibe like at the Longhorn in terms of watching Canucks hockey at this stage of the season? Oh, it's it definitely more interest than before. But you know, it, it's also Thanksgiving long weekend, so there's a. I know when the one one goal got scored, there were a few people cheering, and obviously they're from Seattle, and that's fine. We all you know root for our own team. And they should be rooting for their team as well. Tino Farah, in the producer's chair, are you buying that the Vancouver Canucks are a divisional team or a wild card team? No question to me at this point, it's they're a divisional team. I think that it would have to be kind of a disastrous uh, end of the season for them for them to fall into a wild card spot. But this race that's coming up between them and LA is is thrilling to watch. 
Well, you know, it's interesting. You've got L.A. coming up in the rearview mirror. You've got the Vegas Golden Knights going into the weekend just a point ahead of the Canucks. It's it's actually interesting on both sides of that coin uh, with rivals in the Pacific in the Pacific Division. Uh, guys, you know, I think there's a lot of hockey still to be played, and I don't want to rest on a caveat here, but I do think that the Canucks really depend heavily like where they are as a divisional team or a wildcard team and I'm conceding that right now it would have to be unforeseen circumstances for them not to make the playoffs based on the first quarter season results uh, but I, I do think Thatcher Demko needs to play like he did again last night and and play as consistently as possible to give the Canucks the goaltending that allows them to steal some games, especially on road trips, especially on games like last night. Round two of buy and sell. Uh, The Edmonton Oilers, John Festinger, uh, we've been watching them, of course. A lot of people thought that the Canucks would be uh, well behind the Oilers at this stage. It's the exact reverse. Are you buying that the Oilers, who beat the Washington Capitals on Black Friday, five bunk, and had a shutout of all things for Stuart uh, Skinner in goal. Uh, four points, uh, four assists for Connor McDavid, a couple of goals for Leon Dreisettle. Are you buying that the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs? <laughs> Can I qualify by saying if they get a goalie? But um, I won't. They will make the playoffs just barely because they're so good, but everything else is kind of rotten in Edmonton. I still think they're going to need some goaltending to support, whether somebody to back up Skinner or replace Skinner. That move needs to be made. That's the more important move than firing a head coach, which they've already done. Uh, Aziz Rajwani, uh, 20 to 30 seconds. Uh, What are you buying on the Oilers' front? Well, the Oilers haven't played a quarter of the season yet. They've only played 19 games. So they've got a little bit more than three quarters of the season left, let's just say. And there's a tor- the story of the tortoise and the hare. And I think uh, the Edmonton Oilers just squeeze in at the end. Uh, you know, they've got to gotta be a team commitment, obviously, the same type of commitment, culture, whatever you want to call it, that Talkett has, has established here in Vancouver. And Edmonton's got to realize it. And they have the leadership there. They have arguably the top hockey player in the universe playing there and he needs to show that leadership and then they need to get their act together because they definitely have the talent and make it in and once you're in you never know we'll get to tina ferris thoughts and my thoughts on round two of buy and sell presented by pastime sports and games just around the corner aziz rajwani john festinger tino ferris and myself you're listening to us rate and debate the bulls and bears of sport business on the sport market radio network and the sportsnet radio network on sportsnet 650 vancouver you're listening to the sport market once again here's your host tom manette Joshua forces a turnover at the Seattle line. He'll skate in on the right wing. Drive wide behind the net, protecting the puck from Winberg. Garland in support after the puck. It comes loose to Juleson. Now to the left point, Ian Cole with a slap pass to the right circle. Garland was falling. He gets it middle of the ice, throws it to the goal. Joshua scores for the rebound. That was a hard-working goal. And Dakota Joshua finishes it off, scooping it past Decord for his third of the year. And the Canucks go up 2 to nothing. 
Brendan Batchelor with the Black Friday call from Climate Pledge Arena on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sportsnet Radio Network, the Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey Network in British Columbia. And that was a biggie. Not just that goal by Dakota Joshua, but the third period performance by the depth players and by the team in general. And certainly in the first period, Thatcher Demko was everything that he needed to be. And to finish off our round two of Buy and Sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games, Cyber Monday is Monday. Check out all the special savings that you could be in store for at pastimesports.ca. Collectibles, trading cards, signed memorabilia, apparel, and more. Tino Farah in the producer's chair. Uh, your thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers. Do they make the playoffs despite their horrific start? You know what? Like, I think I'm finally ready to say no. And I know for these past weeks, I've been one of the ones, as of you guys have been saying, they're too good to not make the playoffs. Most part, I agree. But this game plan that they keep running out of one step forward, five steps backwards, it's we're getting to the point now where I think it's going to kick them in the butt enough times that, you know, like, at a certain point, you have to be realistic about it. Maybe start looking towards the trade deadline. I get it. You don't want to waste the years of Dreisaitl and McDavid. As long as they're on your team, then you're considered a cup contender. But like John said, if they don't find a goaltender, they're going nowhere. And if they do make the playoffs, it's a first-round exit. You know, I'm going to put maybe more stock in the one Black Friday result than I should. But Stuart Skinner against Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals gets a shutout. Uh, Dreisaitl's on fire with a couple of goals. McDavid's on fire uh, with four assists. Uh, The team in general looked better than they have in weeks. Arguably, that was their best game of the season. I am refusing to let go of the notion that the Edmonton Oilers aren't better uh, than a couple of teams that are currently ahead of them. And certainly it puts pressure on the wild card race with the Calgary Flames and others, but I still believe they get into the playoffs, even if it's by the skin of their teeth in a wild card race that goes down to the last week of the season. That is round two of Buy and Sell, presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Upper Deck Stature. Big release this week on Wednesday. To find out more on Upper Deck Stature, a very cool collection, check it all out at pastimesports.ca. John Festinger, uh, we've asked this question regularly. We'll continue to do it, focused on the group of seven Canadian-based teams. I uh, want to ask you, based on what you've seen, based on the fact that the Calgary Flames are now all of a sudden just a couple of points out of a wild-card spot, the Montreal Canadiens are just three points out of a wild-card spot, and the Oilers, of course, had that 5 nothing win on Black Friday in uh, Washington, D.C. My question to you is, are you still thinking four of the seven teams make the playoffs or are you a little bit more bearish or a little bit more bullish than that? I'm still thinking four of seven uh, because I think there are a number of possibilities. I would love to take the Montreal Canadiens seriously. I can't. Um, I think it would be negligent of me much as I would uh, hate it 
Um, but it would be negligent of me to ignore what the Calgary Flames have done. And I've already said, I think the Oilers are going to make it. So um, I, I think four of four seems like a safe bet. Aziz Rajwani, are you buying that it's four or are you a little bit harder core, maybe three, two? Or do you think more than that can make it uh, to the Stanley Cup playoffs, playoffs from the Canadian-based teams? I think I think it's four or five, but I still have to stick with my four. It's just I just I and I still don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to doubt them, uh, but Winnipeg gets as well as as well as they've been playing. Can they do that consistently? Uh, but I think as I've, as I've said before, I think I'm I'm going to go with four out of seven this year. But I think when you ask me next year, I'll have much more confidence in saying five out of seven on a consistent basis uh, thereafter. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, let me let me steal that from you right there. I mean, that's where my head's at. I think it would be bonus, bonus time for the Edmonton Oilers to make it and to make it four along with Vancouver and Winnipeg as divisional teams and Toronto as either a divisional or a wildcard team. Uh, I just can't see the Oilers playing uh, uh, frog jumping to get into the playoffs with the Flames also doing so. I think it is the Canucks, the Jets the Leafs, and the Edmonton Oilers. And the Edmonton Oilers, again, have got a lot of work to do to get there. But next year, watch for Ottawa to be in a completely different place and uh, watch for Montreal Canadiens to be one more year into their rebuild. I think the Flames actually next year take a step back, but again, a lot of data uh, uh, to be mined over the course of the last three quarters of this season. Tino Farah, your thoughts among the seven Canadian-based teams? How many are you buying our playoff teams? I'm taking three, and I gotta like. I just finished saying that I don't think Edmonton's going to do it, so they're the ones that fall off the list. I think it's going to be Vancouver, it's going to be Winnipeg, and it's going to be Toronto. There we go. That is round three of Pastime Sports and Games presentation of Buy and Sell. Guys, very quickly going to try and squeeze another one or two rounds here into the mix. But John Festinger, we start the next round with you. Presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Again, Cyber Monday is Monday. Check out the website deals at pastimesports.ca. Which organization are you buying is headed for the roughest six months ahead or the rougher six months ahead? Canada Soccer or Hockey Canada? Which are you buying as the National Sport Federation that will have the rockiest weather and the uh, roughest uh, waves and 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 um, uh, tough situation to be in so I think hockey Canada because it has a new board is going to go through a bit of a honeymoon period um, so that leaves me definitely with soccer Canada um, you know we have chronicled uh, on this show. Um, so many things that are missing governance-wise there, uh, and so many, um, uh, you know, actually terrible things that they've done. Uh, and I, I don't see that abating any time in the future. So definitely Soccer Canada for me. Uh, Aziz Rajwani. I'm going to have to say Soccer Canada as well, for because the, the governor's changed. You know, just because you change the board doesn't mean you've changed everything, but that's the first step. The first step in governance is to change the board, get a board that's aligned on the vision and the mission of, of, of what they're trying to do, one that always acts ethically, things of that sort. 
you're having a sort of rebuild of the board of directors to instill a new culture, a culture that didn't exist heretofore. Soccer Canada is also going to be more in the limelight with the 26 World Cup coming up to be played on home soil. And I think, therefore, it's going to have to struggle over the next six months, more so than Hockey Canada. Tino Farah in the producer's chair, who are you buying has got the roughest time ahead or the rougher time ahead, Canada soccer or Hockey Canada? Yeah, for the sake of keeping it short and sweet here, uh, I'll throw it back to you, but I'm sticking with uh, with Soccer Canada. They got, uh, they got some rocky times ahead of them. Hockey Canada has arguably the more explosive agenda in front of it, including wherever they wind up going on the investigation of sexual assault and uh, 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 conduct by not just one, but by two instances involving national junior teams. There's rumors of a third instance uh, that has cropped up. To me, guys, until such time as that report is released, the findings and discipline are confirmed and made public, the healing can't begin. And the longer this continues to be sort of in the background, I think the harder it winds up being to manage moving forward. There is a potential blockbuster or maybe it's just, you know, um, a lot softer than some of us realize. But the issues that that new Hockey Canada board has to deal with, with the new uh, CEO in place are significant. I think from a governance point of view, Canada soccer has got more work to do in terms of how they resolve to negotiate their future in terms of what is governance by the board and what is day-to-day operations by the management team. And there's always been a, how can I say, um, push the management team down a little bit, put the focus on the elected uh, board members, and that showed itself in a couple of unsavory ways last year during the FIFA 2022 World Cup season in Qatar. Guys, that's the uh, time that we have here on this edition of Buy and Sell, presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Want you to stick around, though, because going to put the sport market pitch out there, our sport business proposal of the week, and I want your guys' feedback. That's next right here on the sport market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sport Market Radio Network.